You're listening to the Food Freedom Life Podcast. My name is Brittany Allison, and I spent six plus years stuck in diet binge cycles, hating my body, and envying others who seem to have it all because I never felt enough. What I discovered in my journey to food freedom and becoming a registered dietitian is this. You can either live your life at war with your mind or learn to work in sync with it. So if you're ready to learn how to be in tune with yourself and evolve your life, welcome to the show. Welcome back to another episode of the show. Today, I'm going to address a really common frustration that I hear from a lot of people on social media as well as from clients, and it's that they have people in their lives who seem to be able to change their eating habits, change their exercise habits, and maintain weight loss. I hear all the time, I have people in my life that have successfully followed a food plan for, you know, over 17 years and they've kept the weight off or, you know, my brother or my husband successfully does intermittent fasting and he's exercised his whole life and is in the best shape of his life and I can't help but feel that I'm weak and that there's something wrong with me and I can't lose and maintain my weight. So today we're going to get into all this. We're going to talk about how to deal with people around you when they are on their own health journey, how you can not compare yourself to others, and also why somebody else might be able to stick to something, but you have a really hard time with it. And this topic really brings me back to when I was binge eating and really struggling in my relationship with food. And it seemed like everywhere I looked in my life, I noticed all the people who were seemingly succeeding at being healthy and being in shape. And then in turn, it really just made me feel like more of a failure because behind the scenes, I was struggling big time, even though nobody knew about it. I was hanging on by the smallest thread. And I can think, I think the biggest example was my friend at university. She was a runner and she'd go to the gym and she'd eat well and she could maintain it all effortlessly. And during that time that I was a binge eater, seeing her excel and be in this peak physical condition all the time, it was just really difficult for me because I just couldn't seem to stop myself from eating thousands of calories at a time and then totally burning myself out trying to make up for it and trying to seem like I had it all together on the surface. And it just made me feel like I had no discipline. It made me feel like I had no willpower and like I was just a failure. And it wasn't just my friend. It was you know, university and I would see all these people, but when I'd go to the gym, I'd wear these baggy clothes, I'd hide my body so I could exercise and make up for what I was doing with food when I fell off the deep end. And when I went to the gym, I could just see all of these girls in their sports bras with their flat stomachs and their muscular legs and these guys who were in perfect shape. And of course, those weren't the only type of people there, but that's what my brain picked up on. And probably because of the way that I was feeling about myself at the time. And Today, social media makes that so much worse. This was kind of when Instagram was still fairly new and I wasn't really on it that much at the time, especially when this was first starting. Later I was, but that's a whole different story. But social media, it makes it a lot worse because you don't even have to leave your house or go to the gym to see people who you think are doing this whole health and fitness thing better than you. But again, those aren't the only type of people out there. I really don't want you to forget that. And those aren't the only type of people on social media either. But that's a really important part of this is acknowledging that this is what you're noticing. Our brain has this way of looking for certain examples of whatever it may be. We kind of put on horse blinders, right? And we forget about the rest of it. We forget about what else is out there and we fail to see the big picture. So the first thing that I really want to get across to you is that because you are likely feeling bad about yourself and the way that you're eating and your weight Your brain is hypersensitive to the people who are in shape or who look like they're in shape and who are eating well. It's like if you really wanted a new car and you look around, all you kind of see are these cars that are better than yours and you don't really see the ones that are like yours or 
crappier. <laughs> but if you can make an effort to look outside of what you're focusing on, you'll see that there are a lot of different kinds of cars out there. And relating this back to people, you'll see that there are so many different types of people out there, different kinds of bodies. And a lot of these people probably share your issue and they're not happy with their bodies and they struggle with their eating habits. And I'm not saying it's a good thing that people are struggling with their eating habits and their weight or that you should just go along with the crowd and not try to improve your patterns or how you feel. But I'm just saying that as a basic starting point, try to see that you're not alone, even if you aren't privy to other people's challenges. And just see that these thoughts that are telling you that you're a failure or that you can't measure up to others, they are not the truth. So many people out there are not able to eat in the way that they aspire to. Even if they don't binge, they may have other problematic eating habits, right? Like they might have other things going on. They might be overeating or might feel like they're addicted to sugar or feel like they're addicted to certain foods or just eating foods that aren't making them feel good or they're finding themselves maybe constantly grazing or eating too much fast food. I mean, the list could go on and on. And again, it's not to say that it's okay because other people are doing it too or not using it as a way to justify it. I just want to encourage you that just because you can find examples of people who seem to have it all together, you're definitely not the only one struggling with this and there is not something wrong with you just because you are. You can learn to make improvements in your health and your eating over time so that you feel good about yourself and how you're eating and that's really the goal. The ultimate goal is to not live up to someone else's expectations or what someone else is doing or even what you used to be doing too, right? Sometimes we tend to compare ourselves to a past version. It's about learning your own way of eating and your own way of exercising that fits into your life and feels good for you. And what you used to do, going back to that for a second, because I think this is so important, that may have been disordered or driven by anxiety. And that's why no matter how hard you try, you can't go there anymore. It's not because you're a failure. It's because it doesn't fit within your values. It doesn't fit within a balanced life. And I believe that the first step in that process of creating your own way of eating and your own lifestyle and exercise habits that work for you, the first step, if you're struggling with binge eating or compulsive eating of any type or emotional overeating, is to work on stopping those habits. If you think about your health or your body right now, both of those are made up of so many factors. But if you're engaging in any type of dysfunctional or disordered eating, that's a big factor in you feeling crappy about yourself and not having the health that you desire. So if you can take binging or emotional overeating out of the equation of health, then you can give yourself a better chance of balancing that equation and feeling healthier and more energetic overall. And of course, this takes some practice, right? It's not like you stop these behaviors one day and the next day you're feeling great and you're perfectly healthy. That's not how it works. It does take some time. It takes some patience. It's a process. And it's not just stopping the dysfunctional behaviors either, right? It's also learning how to bring in healthful eating patterns and movement patterns without it going back down that disordered path or becoming something that is really all or nothing. So I think it's really important to remember when you look at these other people who you think are very healthy and you think they have it all together, remember that first, I mean, you don't know what's happening behind the scenes and we're going to get more into this. You don't know if what they're doing is actually healthy or actually something you would aspire to achieve, right? Yeah, they might have the body that you want, but they might have a terrible relationship with food or themselves. And on the surface, they just seem like they have it all together. But second, I mean, and this is a really big piece, they might also have the advantage of not having the binge eating or the emotional overeating habits. I mean, that is 
massive, right? And assuming that they don't binge, but then you look at yourself and you're like, well, why can't I be like them? Well, there's this habit that you need to heal from first in order to have a chance at feeling better. And you need to acknowledge also why those habits are there in the first place and what purpose they're serving for you and get really curious about that because they're there for a reason. So just realize it's not because there's something wrong with you. It's just that you've developed this habit over time that you can unlearn and you can decondition. So if you are still in binge eating or emotionally overeating patterns or engaging in any other disordered eating patterns and you have these thoughts that are telling you you need to be healthier, you need to be more fit, you need to be thinner, you need to look like these other people in your life, just remember that in order to have a chance of feeling better or being healthier, you absolutely have to work on your relationship with food so that you can get the binging and the other eating behaviors out of your life and focus on healing from it. It's not fair to jump right to, I need to make all these changes and start eating better and start exercising. Like first we need to just focus on healing. We need to go to ground zero, to square one and get control of these patterns that are happening, right? It's not fair to just jump right to it. And once you do that, once you move past the binge eating and these other habits, you might find that a lot of the negative comparisons that you're making to others around you may naturally start to improve. And not really because anything else has changed, but just because you feel more confident and you feel more in control of your eating habits and that a lot of the shame you're feeling, it just starts to lift. And I know this was definitely the case for me. As soon as I stopped binge eating, it just seemed very natural to stop putting myself down in relation to others because I didn't feel so shameful and out of control anymore. And I just started focusing on other things in my life and those body comparisons, they started to fade into the background. They weren't completely gone, but they definitely got softer and quieter. And relating back to the people you're comparing yourself to, those people may have been able to make those healthy changes over the long term, maybe because they did it in a gentle, self-caring, non-restrictive way. They've done it maybe in a sustainable way that's not depriving themselves of enough food. It's not making them feel like they're on a diet or they're restricting themselves. They may be nourishing their bodies very well. And even if they do something like intermittent fasting, which I know is an entirely different topic, and I'm certainly not sitting here recommending it. That's definitely not the intention. But if that person that's doing it is eating enough overall, they're giving their body what it needs, they're doing it in a way that's not obsessive and overly restrictive, then that might be why they're successful and that might be why it works for them, right? There's a difference between going on a diet where your goal is weight loss and you deprive yourself until you see enough weight loss on the scale, as I've talked about in so many other podcasts, like that just doesn't work. There's a difference between that and on the other hand, incorporating lifestyle changes that nourish you, make you feel better, and that don't feel like deprivation. Now, what I've just said here is assuming that the people you're talking to fall into that category of people who have made sustainable lifestyle changes that work for them and that feel good to them. If this is the case for them, then they're not, you know, successful dieters. They're people who have simply adopted a different lifestyle and a new way of eating that works for their life. So you can see that these people, instead of comparing yourself to them and saying, well, why can't I be like them? Maybe you can use them as role models, as examples that you definitely don't need to follow exactly because you're on your own path, but just as examples of people who have created a healthy lifestyle for themselves. You can do that too. And it's not going to look the way that it looks for them because what's healthy for them may not be healthy for you. For them, it may be a lifestyle, but for you, it might feel like a diet. See what I'm saying here though? You have to figure out what works for you. Otherwise, it will always be restrictive every single time. It is always going to backfire. So it has to work for you. 
But I also want to back up here and say that I don't know if that's the case, right? That might not be the case. They might not be these healthy, good role models that I'm discussing here, like I mentioned before. The people that you're mentioning and the people you're noticing, what I was saying before, actually could be miserable. They could be struggling in private. You don't know their experience. And I think that's a really important thing to remember when you find yourself comparing yourself to others. If these people that you're noticing are engaged in obsessive thinking, or they're talking about their diet all the time, or they're being really preachy about it, or they're commenting on how other people are eating or other people's bodies, or they have this really strict dieting mindset, they're obsessed about their weight, they're not giving themselves enough food, therefore they're slowing down their metabolism, they're making this harder and harder over time. What that looks like on the outside does not reflect the pain that they're feeling on the inside. They may actually be overeating, going off their plan, even binge eating and secret eating and having a lot of shame for that. You can kind of tell the difference between somebody who's genuinely balanced and somebody who is sort of just showing that facade on the outside. The people who are genuinely balanced don't really talk about it that much. There's no obsession. The people who are struggling, they feel and they give off that vibe of being obsessed and they're talking about everyone else and themselves all the time. But just remember at the end of the day that from the outside, you don't know what someone's dealing with and what looks perfect may be very, very far from it. Many of the girls that I used to see at the gym and university could have been struggling with dieting and disordered eating at the time. They were maybe just in a different place than I was in that binge eating cycle. Maybe they just weren't there yet, or maybe they were and they were just hiding it. And also, when we're talking about social media, the people who are posting these pictures of themselves, they seem like they have perfect bodies or they're losing weight or they're really fit. You also don't know what they're struggling with. And they could be restricting so much and setting themselves up for an eating disorder in the future, or maybe they already have one. But I know for a fact that so many people in the fitness industry, the bodybuilding industry, the wellness industry, or even people you know who are on a weight loss journey, they have these social media accounts that make them seem perfect but they're secretly struggling with binge eating and with food issues in the background. And of course, this is not every single one, but it is an issue. So just remember this when you find yourself comparing yourself to people in real life or on social media. And also just remember that you are unique. No one is the same. And even though there may be this rare part of the population that can go on strict diets and do it long-term and you know, just because they can, they never go into binging, it doesn't mean that it's a healthy lifestyle choice and it doesn't mean that it's good for them. And it certainly doesn't mean it's good for you. But remember, that is so rare to find people who can actually do that and are not struggling. And if you consider the commonly heard statistic that the failure rate of dieting is 95%, most of us fall into that category. Like you and like me, it's caused problems for us. It just does not work. It's not a sustainable way to live. And if you want to work on your health in the future, then what's needed is a sustainable, gentle, self-caring lifestyle change, as I've talked about in this episode, not a strict diet, because that is going to backfire every single time. And as always, I just want to encourage you and remind you that you have the power to change your brain and live a life of food freedom. And if you are struggling with obsessive thoughts about eating all day long, you feel like you can't stop eating certain foods once you start, you have constant shame spirals that come with food in your body and you feel stuck in it all, I have some super exciting news and that is that I'm creating the Food Freedom Lifer membership, which is a monthly membership program to help you finally feel in control of food, free up your brain space from thinking about food all the time and help you feel better mentally and physically. 
this is for you if you're struggling, but no one in your life really gets it. You don't know where to start with your healing or you've done a program before, but you feel stagnant and want to take meaningful steps forward. I'm so pumped to be creating this program because it truly has it all. A step-by-step self-guided program, a community where you'll feel heard, Q&A live calls with me, new monthly content every single month, weekly mindset videos, all at an accessible monthly price. In other words, it's designed to help you keep your brain focused on healing, integrating and mastering your intuitive eating skills and building confidence in yourself long-term. The waitlist for the membership is now open, so be sure to sign up to be the first to hear about the program when it launches in January, as well as receive exclusive discounts and early bird bonuses for everybody who signs up for the waitlist. I'm going to put the link in the show notes, or you can head to brittanyallisonrd.com slash membership to get on the list. And as always, please leave a review and rate the show. This helps me spread the message to more people who need to hear it. Thank you again for tuning in and I will see you in the next episode.